I'm Amy, and you're listening to the Creativity Matters Podcast. Today on the Creativity Matters Podcast, a book look at Draw Your Day. Here we go. You're listening to the CMP, a Creativity Matters Podcast. Stories of creative journey and a reminder that creativity matters in whatever form it takes for you. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Creativity Matters Podcast. I'm Amy, and this is episode 352, Draw Your Day. So today, a book show, a show built around a book, but also a show that arises from the very core of the CMP. It's true. It really does. The book is from 2018, but the ideas for today are ones that have always been an underpinning of this show, of my own sort of awakening, really, to drawing back when I started the CMP and of the many sources of inspiration that were available at the time. The book today is Draw Your Day, an inspiring guide to keeping a sketch journal by Samantha Dion Baker. And I first saw mention of this book at Instagram last fall. An artist that I follow started posting these really wonderful weekly spreads that were inspired by this book. She mentioned that in at least one comment, and she has continued to do those, and they are amazing. I love seeing them. They're beautiful. They're exciting. She has made them her own, which is really key. So after I saw her examples, her work, I immediately started trying to track down this book for the show and trying to get it from the library, and it was on order for many, many months. And in the interim, Another artist in the CMP community said, hey, have you seen this? So I knew that I had to see this book. And all of this happened during a time span that I've alluded to and that I am still in to some degree in which I was really wanting to and needing to get back to a form of daily illustrated journaling. That's really been a high priority for me in the last, oh, six or seven months. It has definitely been something I have thought a lot about. I sometimes think back to what I was doing creatively in a journal or in a sketchbook 10 or 11 years ago, and I really miss it. I have moved so far away from it in some ways And I really miss it. Unfortunately, the road back is not this nice, clear-cut, straight shot that it might seem to be. It seems like I could just flip a switch and go right back. But a lot has happened in between. I've grown in different ways. My skill has grown in different ways, very different ways than I ever would have anticipated. So it's not quite so easy to just start doing what I was doing. I'm not in the same exact mindset with my creativity, even when I want to be. So I'm still working on finding my way back. So while I was mulling all of this over, all of the personal levels of that, the reasons that I want to get back, the reasons that I'm trying to break out of this portrait a day cycle that I really enjoy, but I think is also limiting me in some ways. As I was mulling all of that over, this book was making an impact on people around me. 
and hitting my radar in unexpected ways. So I assumed that I knew what this book would be like. There are cycles to things. There really are. And a decade ago, Creative License and Everyday Matters brought this kind of daily documentation, this kind of illustrated journaling approach, the what you see, your life matters. You don't need anything special or fancy to draw. Just draw the bottle of lotion that you see or the prescription bottles that somehow have a role in your day or the pen holder on your desk, your cup of coffee, your shoes, your favorite jacket, that doing that was important and potentially had a lot of personal meaning that it mattered. Those books and Danny Gregory brought that kind of illustration to light as real and empowering and important as valid and credible. And so many people, including me, found something revitalizing and anchoring and inspiring and hopeful and real, real and important day to day in that process and in that approach and in that validation, that daily documentation, illustrated journaling, illustrated sketchbooks, visual journaling, whatever you want to call it, that process, that process became so important. And there were lots of inspiring books and people that went along with that. But for me, Danny Gregory was a major influence, a major force, and a major source of inspiration. And, you know, I'll add into that people like Dan Price with the How to Make a Journal of Your Life book. It was so inspiring. So all of this was a time period. These were people in that time period. And the influence was felt by a whole bunch of people at that time. Most of us have gone on to continue to do some kind of art, some kind of creativity, some kind of sketchbook keeping. So when I started seeing references to Draw Your Day pop up, and I started following Dion Baker at Instagram and seeing her beautiful work, I felt like I was seeing a new wave, a new cycle. Like we had rolled the tape and we're now in a new time period And now we have some new thought leaders of a sort, new examples coming to light and really coming to the forefront in this similar kind of movement. And so I felt like I was seeing this new wave. Somehow this is an updated and a refreshed approach in some ways. Her approach is different, but a call to journal your day that fits today, that is perfectly suited to draw artists into trying illustrated journaling. Perfectly suited because it's so beautiful. It fits right in with the aesthetic that goes along sometimes with Instagram when you see these classes and people talk about how you should cultivate your feed. And her work has a real consistent and unified look and feel. She does have a very clear voice. Her work is very pretty in that way, it feels primed and well-positioned within today's social media community, especially at Instagram, which is where she was posting when all of this kind of kicked off. So I thought that even while I waited, I thought, I kind of know what this book is about, but I really want to see it. I really want to see it. And I was pretty much right. I was pretty much right. There are all kinds of books like this, of course, 
in the decade in between those others that I mentioned, there have been lots and lots of books about illustrated journaling and keeping a sketchbook. There have been all kinds of compendiums that show all kinds of examples of how people do this. So I had a pretty good sense of what this book would be about, what it would be like, but it was also a bit of a surprise. It really was. So first off, her work is beautiful. She has a gorgeous, full-color illustration style, beautiful integration of lettering and journaling. Her day is seamlessly woven together between text and images on the page. No doubt about it. This is pretty, pretty. This is pretty illustrated journaling. Mouthwateringly pretty. It really is. And I hope, I really do, that her work does inspire a whole new generation of journalers and sketchers, illustrated diarists rather than just diarists, and annotated sketchbooks rather than just sketches on a page. There is so much personal meaning, so much personal life documentation, so much record keeping, and so much memory reinforcing that happens when you not only draw things from your day, but add in those contextual notes, those bits. The combination of image and text is powerful. It adds exponential value to a personal sketchbook or to a journal because it combines them. And honestly, it adds that value to the time we spend doing this personal record keeping, whether it is drawing and sketching or writing down what happened. The combination has a multiplier factor, an X factor. So you should check out this book because you will be inspired. You do want to see her work. You really do. Since I have been trying super unsuccessfully, I might add, to break this portrait a day habit that I have, this thing I am really entrenched in, and work back in more illustrated recording of my days, I was hoping that Draw Your Day might be a catalyst. I kind of thought that it would be. Just the kick I needed to land back on the page in a slightly different way. And those of you who do interact with me at Instagram know that I've gone through some phases. There's been some stretching and some juxtaposition happening in recent months, but I'm not quite back where I hope to be. I ended up doing portraits almost full on again. So you know that I've been reaching and experimenting and trying and exploring. It's what we all do in terms of finding where we want to be at any given point. So I thought that her book would be a real catalyst. But although her art is incredibly inspiring, I think it's also going to come across to a lot of people as really intimidating, overwhelming in some ways. As much as I enjoy myself doing illustrated journaling, even when I was really doing that, my work still didn't really look like this. It was never quite this pulled together and polished, probably. These are not sit down at night, sketch your coffee cup or your feet on a chair or your tuna sandwich and make a note in the margins pages. They're not. These are full on pages. They're not quick sketches. They're full on multi object pages. They're full color. It's the baseline illustrated journal approach, but definitely with that multiplier applied. So there is that. 
And you should know that because you're going to love the book and think it's super beautiful. But there's a real big leap between deciding that you want to keep some kind of illustrated sketchbook and what you see her doing. And that can be a very hard thing for an artist and for a book author. Hard to bridge that divide. Her work just happens to be amazing. You don't want her to have to show something less than that. But I think the book is missing a little bit of the how-to to really bridge the gap, to get someone really new onto the page. If I drew a bicycle on a page and wrote a note, I would probably be really happy. Now, I wouldn't do that because my kids don't ride. But if I did, that one drawing would probably be all I would manage. Probably all I could manage. It would probably take me whatever allotted time or mental energy I had available in my day, which is in my night usually. So that would be all I would manage. I doubt that I'd fit in multiple drawings from a day, beautifully composed and inked and painted and then lettered. Her end result is gorgeous. But it doesn't look to me like the kind of page that you had a half hour or an hour or even an hour and a half and you wanted to capture bits of your day. This is much more involved, much more involved. Granted, everyone draws and paints, illustrates at a different speed, but I think this is pretty involved. And I don't think any of you should look at it and think, oh, wow, I'm going to spend my hour tonight while I watch The Voice and do a page just like this. It may or may not be realistic for you. It could be that it would take considerably more time to do that. So as long as you set your expectations, that's great. It might take you several sittings. And, and then you might reach the point where you are taking two or three days to do your one day's page and you realize you're never, ever going to be able to keep up with your life. And that's something that you have to grapple with when you do illustrated journaling. You have to find a balance between how much you can record, how much time you can spend doing that versus being in the present of the day and how far you can get behind, what you can do to keep yourself almost on par or on balance with time as it's moving by. That's the caution, I guess. I think there's so much to love in how she approaches the page. Depending on your life, your schedule, you may just not have the luxury of this. Of the idea, yes. But if you look at this and that's really what you set your sights on, there's potentially a gap between here and there. This is a book that I would love to sit and talk about over coffee somewhere with some of you. Her work, I just love. I love looking at it. The person I mentioned who has been doing pages that I think at least initially were inspired by this book, she has an approach that involves weekly or monthly spreads. And that approach seems to work beautifully. And she does go back in and turn these into full color pages. So I do want everyone to become illustrated journalers. Of course, it is my first love in some ways, even though I can't seem to find that right path right now or the right support system or the right bit of encouragement for me. It really is where part of my heart sits creatively. It is where all of this started for me as an adult, 
picking up a pen. So yes, I want all of you to do this. And I want all of you to try this. And I want all of you to read this book and to fall in love with her pages and to fall in love with the idea of this. But then you have to find your way. And that's really important. Don't just pick it up, look at her pages and try to mimic them or do the exact same thing. You have to find your approach to composition and what you'll draw on the page and how you work in the story, the headline, the subject, the context, the little bits and pieces that tell what actually happened that goes along with the picture. The book itself has a lot of text, a lot to read. There's a lot of basic information about tools and approaches and how to think about daily drawing in this way, how to think about illustrating your life. In her intro, she talks about the path that she took to this form. She was a graphic designer already with an art background. She went to Cooper Union and she had an artistic family. And she decided at some point that she was tired of looking at screens, which is something I totally understand. And she needed or wanted a hobby during her non-work hours. And so she decided to start drawing again. She started drawing in her journal. Quote, I decided not to just draw random sketches, but to use the pages and draw a true record of my life. I thought instead of writing out my day for my journaling practice, why not illustrate it? End quote. And she got hooked. She got hooked. So in all of this text, she talks about the importance of practice. She talks about making time and about how making time is required to get better and about how most people really can fit in a creative habit if they really want to, just like you can squeeze in some time for exercise if you really want to or need to. She talks about sketch journaling as meditative, as a form of meditation for her, as a peaceful practice for her. She talks often about how getting better can be the incentive to continue a practice. Quote, your sketch journal is about your life. Become a looker and a seeker. See your hometown with new eyes, highlighting the little things and the not so glamorous things that you see each day. There are so many valuable metaphors and lessons in the process of living in the moment. We are able to capture a piece of every day and realize how lucky we are to have these moments, whether they are good or bad, and then turn the page and start fresh again. End quote. As I said, there's a lot of text in the book, a lot that won't be new if you already keep a sketchbook or have done so in the past, but you will find out what tools she uses, and I'm always curious to find that kind of information out from an artist. Some of us always like to see what pen someone uses. It is definitely an obsession to see what pen someone admits is their tool of choice. But beyond the text, there are lots of great examples of her work, lots of finished pages for you to look at and admire and learn something from. I think you can learn a lot about composition and about balance from looking at her work. For me, the value of this book was definitely in looking at her examples. I think you'll be super inspired. And if you ever want to be in a small group where you work on illustrated journal pages and need some accountability, let me know. Illustrated journaling is always one of those things that raises questions of privacy, 
raises issues of vulnerability, you are illustrating your life. And in writing whatever you write, it opens things up to viewers and readers and voyeurs. And it can be difficult to find your footing in a practice like that, not in the doing of it, but in the sharing of it. And if it becomes difficult in the sharing of it, it may hinder your doing of it. It's all connected. Some people want the voyeur. Some people want someone looking at their work in that way. They want someone to read every word on their journal page and comment. Others want to do this kind of work and have people just look at it and appreciate the whole, but not really read every word. And you really can't necessarily control what happens once you share it. So there are things to think about. There are things to navigate. It can definitely make you feel fairly open if you share these kinds of pages. And it can make you feel uncomfortable when people really hone in and read everything if that's not what you're hoping happens. If you're wanting to someone to say, wow, this whole thing just looks gorgeous, but you don't really want them to mention what you said, then it can take some getting used to. And it may be hit or miss how people respond. I don't advocate illustrated journaling because I think people need the invitation to overshare more. That's really not it. But sharing does help with accountability and it can help you establish routines and habits and practices. Doing it and sharing it, whether in a larger place like Instagram or just in a smaller group, can definitely give you the motivation to keep moving forward and keep producing work and generating pages and trying and you will improve the more you do it. I do advocate illustrated journaling, though, because it is a way to use creative time to record your days and your life in ways that will help you remember, really important for me, as you know, remember and appreciate these things now, because otherwise you might already forget what you ate yesterday for lunch. Appreciate them now and in the future in new ways. You can pull one of these books back down and remember things that you might otherwise have no, no chance at remembering later. So I know that the last thing I should do tonight is draw a portrait in black ink or in ballpoint. Or if I do draw a portrait, I really need to break it up, break through, use the margins. I need to re-inhabit my margins again. And that's really the bottom line for me. I need to find that way back into my margins and merge and marry this love I have now of portraiture with those margins. I think that's where I need to be. I might not need to draw the bottle of lotion sitting here. My approach may be some other kind of combination. And I think that each of us will have a different approach to doing that. What will be right for you is something very different. So I kind of know where I'm headed. I've known for months and I keep making little attempts and then I scrap it all into a portrait. I do wish I had a partner or two. I find that that's true with so many of the things that we do. Just someone to say, hey, I did this today. I think that can be so important. I hope you will give illustrated journaling a try. If you've never done it, 
or if you used to do it and it's been a long time, if you're a lapsed illustrated journaler, I encourage you to check out this book. Check it out or pick it up. I know you're going to really love her work. I will post links in the show notes to it for those of you who order books. Those of you who have the budget to order books and you go ahead and order books, please consider using the affiliate links in the show notes. I will also link to a video that I watched, a really short video before the book came out where she was talking about what she does and the book deal. And then I will link to an interview with her on another podcast that I found really interesting to listen to. I definitely hope you'll take a listen to that too. I really appreciated getting the chance to hear her talk about some of the things that she talked about. So think about your day today. What might you record? And it can feel tricky if you didn't leave the house or if you didn't do anything other than work and drive your kids to school. I know the reality of that and how tricky that can feel. And that is when that whole everyday matters idea comes into play that you could draw anything that is sitting around you, anything. So what might you put on a page and do that and then write something on the same page? Depending on how often you've done this before, it can feel uncomfortable or awkward or strange to do that. You might draw your coffee cup and then you might write a note about what you did this afternoon or who you saw or who you talked to or what phone calls you made. Maybe your composition and layout today won't be exactly where you'd like it to be. But by doing it, by putting something on the page, you can look at it and evaluate it and then say, hmm, maybe tomorrow I'll add something different. Or maybe you have so much room left on that page that you can add tomorrow on that page too. And just start nestling it all in together and let it all cohabitate and mingle on the page. Give it a try. I am the art. The art is me. And that is it for today. That is it for episode 352. Thank you for listening. Thank you for listening all the way through. I will also link to her Instagram account, of course, and her website in the show notes. As always, I'm Amy, and you can reach me at creativitymatterspodcast at gmail.com. The show notes are available on the creativitymatterspodcast.com website. You can find me at Instagram as oamyoamy. The music I play is courtesy of Nikolai Heidless. Thank you to those of you who support the show at Patreon, patreon.com slash creativity matters. Thank you to Kristen for listening all the way through the last show. As always, until next time, remember that creativity matters in whatever form it takes for you. And don't forget to breathe. Have a good week, everyone.